What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fortress of Comic 2 podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. I'm Kelly. This is a creator-focused episode. It's a show we do once a month where we pull a random comic creator's name out of a bucket. We talk okay. about their career and some books they've worked on. Mary. Yeah. Who are we talking about oh, this month? Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. Sorry, I almost burped. Uh, Alex Ross. <laughs> Alex Great Ross girl. we're talking about this month. Nazis. This is, this is a big one, what? guys. <laughs> Um, and then at the end of this episode, we'll pull out uh, the next comic creator's name for next month's creator focus. But this, our this week, we are talking about Alex Ross. Yes. Just a uh, uh, bigger Alexander than big. Ross? No, no. no. Um, larger than life artist yeah, of comic. I feel like uh, I don't. I don't want to like overreach here, but like maybe like the generational comic artist of like the modern age. I feel like as far as like work you've probably seen, like oh, like, like oh, you you've yeah. definitely seen Alex Ross. No matter how avid of a comic he did, a, he, I be. think he was the one who did the artwork for like Unbreakable. The yeah, I Shyamalan got a bunch of stuff and all that, that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Did you put down his full it, name because I have it, his full name? It also too, blows my it? mind when yeah. I talk to people and they're just like oh, Alex Ross, eh. like he's okay. I like, like it. No, he's oh. fucking Alex amazing. Alex Ross is amazing. Go to hell. He he really is incredible. I could see why, uh, maybe some people just it, it doesn't uh, fit with I guess their style. Maybe I don't know. I I don't I, know why uh, it wouldn't. Is it too artsy for him? Is it too like a real? It's not. They don't want realistic painting. I, I don't I know. I, I think that's what I like about it. Like you see yeah. the wrinkles. You see the I don't know the the bends in the uniform, and I don't know. I think uh, nowadays more known as just uh, maybe like the best cover artist out there, but once upon a time was just a straight up legit to do it all kind of guy. Yeah. But uh, the money is in the covers, kids. Tyler, tell us about. All right, so these shows are basically broke up into two parts. The first part's like a history 101, the second part is uh, book reports. So I'm about to give you some history of Nelson Alexander Rose. Tyler's going to give it to us. Give it to you hard. He was born on January 22nd, 1970. Same year as my father. <gasps> wow, he could be your dad. I'm only, uh... Oh, shit. Today's the 21st. His birthday... The day we're recording this is the 21st. His birthday's tomorrow. Nice. Right on. Wow. We timed that. Amazingly. Obviously, <laughs> obviously planned. You know, obviously. sometimes this stuff does happen. Like, right. when we do, like, the comic book clubs and stuff, it, it things just work out on this happy podcast. Happy 52nd birthday, Alex Ross. Happy, happy four years. Because I know him. you'll hear this. For us, happy almost birthday. For when this comes out, happy belated birthday. That's right. Uh, notable works, Kingdom Come, Justice, Marvels, a shit ton of other things. We'll Earth get into X. all of them. Um, awards. Get ready, guys. Buckle in here. Oh. All right. Aaron, um, buckle in. I'm totally buckled. Oh, it's buckled. I'm buckled. National Cartoonist Society Comic Book Ruben Awards. 1998 National Cartoonist Society Mm, Comic Book Ruben Award for Superman Peace on Earth. Uh, 1994 Will Eisner Comic Industry Award nominee for Best Cover Artist for Marvels. 94 Will Eisner Comic Industry Awards winner for Best Painter slash Multimedia Artist for Marvels. Mm -hmm. 96 Eisner Award winner for Best Cover Artist for Kurt Busiek's Astro City. 97, Eisner winner for Best Cover Artist for Kingdom Come. 97, Eisner for Best Painter slash Multimedia Artist for Kingdom Come. 98, Eisner again, Best Cover Artist for Kurt Busiek's Astro City again. 98, 
Best Painter for Uncle Sam. 99, Eisner for Best Painter for Superman Peace on Earth. 2000, Eisner for Best Cover Artist for Batman No Man's Land, Batman Harley Quinn, and Batman War on Crime, as well as Kurt Music's Astro City. Um, in 2000, Will Eisner Comic Industry Awards winner, Best Painter for Batman War on Crime. Oh, that's a, that's just a repeat of the previous thing. Um <laughs> 2003, Eisner Comic Industry Award winner for Bob Clampett Humanitarian. I don't know what that is. Wasn't he, uh, didn't they move to Beverly Hills? Yeah, that's right. Because they found oil? That's right. Okay. Uh, 2010, Eisner Award for Best Cover Artist Astro City in the Dark Age. Uh, nine, and Harvey Awards. 94, Harvey Award for Best Artist or Penciler for Marvels. 97, Harvey Award for Kingdom Come. 96, Harvey Award for Best Cover for Astro City, 97. Harvey Award for Kingdom Come, number one, for Best Cover Artist, 98. Harvey Award Best Cover Artist, Alex Ross, for Kurt Busiek's Astro City, 99. Harvey Award Best Cover Artist for Kurt Busiek's Astro City, again. A lot of awards, you guys. Mm-hmm. Just just a lot. And there, there's more, but I'm not going <laughs> to... We'll spend it. We'll be here all... I, I copied them all, but as I go through, I'm like, well, this is too much. <laughs> a this, lot this of awards. A, this is enough. This is enough. Basically every award ever of all time. Alex Ross was born in Portland, Oregon and raised in Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock. Lubbock? Is that Lubbock, yep. Okay. L-U-B-B-O-C-K. Yep. Uh, by his minister, father, Clark, and his mother, Lynette. Commercial artist form, artist from whom he would learn many of his trademarks of his artistic style. Ross first began drawing at the age of three and was first influenced by superheroes when he discovered Spider-Man on an episode of the children's TV series, The Electric Company. The Electric Company, Company baby! Uh, so many people I've heard that was their introduction to Spider-Man. The first time they see Spider-Man was... I knew of him, but it was... I, as far as like live-action Spider-Man, I was like, yeah. oh my god, there's... Oh my god, there he is. live-action Spider-Man? Uh, he would later be influenced by comics artists such as John Romita Sr., Neil Adams, George Perez, Bernie Wrightson... Mm. And he it, uh, attempted to imitate Perez's style when he did superhero work. Right since when he did what he calls serious work, and by age 16, Ross discovered the realistic work of illustrators such as Andrew Lumens and Norman Rockwell. And that's who he's been compared to go. probably yeah, the I can most. See that. Um, he envisioned one day seeing such styles applied to the comic book art form. Ha ha. At age 17, Ross began studying painting at the American Academy of Art in Chicago, where his mother had studied. During his years there, Ross discovered the work of other artists like J.C. Leyendecker and Salvador Dali, whose hyper-realistic quality Ross saw was not that far removed from that of comics. It was during the time that he formed the idea to paint his own comic books Ross graduated after three years. After graduating, Ross took a job at an advertising agency as a storyboard artist. Ross's first published comic book work was at the 1995 issue miniseries Terminator: The Burning Earth, yeah, I have written those. by Ron Fortier, Fortier, Fortier. I would say Fortier. I would say, and published by Now Comics. Ross created all of the art from pencils through coloring for the series. He performed similar work on a variety of titles over the next few years. His first work for Marvel Comics was to have been printed in the science fiction anthology series Open Space Number no. Five. But that title was canceled with issue number four. Uh, Ross's story was printed in a 1999 uh, supplement to Wizards, Alex Ross's special in 1993. He completed his first painted superhero assignment. Oh my god. The the cover of a Superman novel, Superman Doomsday and Beyond. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't. She's doing things, all right? She's and grabbing books. And you give books. Tyler shit for things. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that whole thing. Did I, did I affect the volume? Is everything okay? Yeah. The machine fell, people at home. The machine fell. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> the man we, failed. The machine attempted suicide. <laughs> Even if it I didn't want to listen to this shit no more. <laughs> Fucking plunging. <laughs> During this time, Ross met writer Kurt Busiek, and the two began submitting proposals for scenes that would feature paintings as their internal art. Where's the creator focus on Kurt Busiek? That's the one I'm waiting for. Uh, you brought up Bernie Wrightson. Is he in that fucking bucket? I would think he so. goddamn oh, better be. Kurt Busiek, man. I'll talk about that Butter, Avengers run all day, which oh, was yeah. oh, um, Marvel agreed to a project that would tell much of the history of the Marvel Universe from the perspective of an ordinary person. Ordinary. That limited series, Marvels, was released in 1994 and chronicled the life of a photojournalist as he reacted to living in a world of superheroes and villains. That's that's the book I remember, that first issue walking in and seeing that on the shelf. That's the book where I first re- noticed Alex Ross. Right. I had those Terminator comics. Yeah. But it looks nothing like his art now. I think that was where he like fully took the handcuffs off himself yeah. and just like, this is everything I've ever wanted. But to I, I remember walking in going, what is this? This looks beautiful. And like opening up the book and seeing that the book, because usually, you know, cover is different than what's inside. Yeah, but yeah. opening up Marvels was like, it was all of that. Bless you. I wanted that big fucking one they did so badly, but I didn't have any place to put it, dude. What? I was like, that's what, what I was going to bring up. Two or three years ago, Marvels. they did this giant oh, hardcover of Marvels that's like, God knows how big. It's, it's pretty sweet. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, Look at basically, it's every it's, page is it's like home. a poster it's size. probably the... I don't know if it... I. This is me talking out of my ass, but I would imagine it's probably the size of the actual artwork. Yeah, I know they probably do, is. They do pretty big... Yeah, I've seen some pictures for, of his for studio cover and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, they're, they're, they're pretty big, big things. Uh, music, Ross, and penciler Brent Anderson created Astro City, first published by Image in 95, later by Wildstorm. The series features an original superhero world that continues the theme of Marvels, exploring how ordinary people, superheroes, and villains react to a world where the fantastic is commonplace. Ross paints the covers and helps set the costumes and the general look and feel for the series which has been published sporadically in recent years. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, just in my head, I guess the, my timeline was, for some reason, I thought uh, Kingdom Come was before Marvels, and I, I don't know why I thought that, but I, I did. I also thought that until you were reading off the awards, and I was like, wait. Because I remember Kingdom right. Come, but not as, like... It wasn't as prevalent as Marvel's. But that I was also I was always comics uh, at that time because I was. But I was also a Marvel guy old. over DC too. Right. You were reading so. comics at three. Wow. <laughs> he no. he wasn't. I, I wasn't. That's what I just said. Um, I know. <laughs> in 1996, Ross worked with writer Mark Wade on the DC Comics limited series Kingdom Come, which presents a possible future for the DC universe in which Superman and several other classic superheroes return from retirement. To tame a generation of brutal anti-heroes, the work featured Ross's redesigned version of many of the DC characters as well as new generation of characters. Ross co-created the original character, Magog, which is how I've always said it. I don't know how that's it. Uh, Magog. Okay. I said I Magog. Said, I always said Magog. Um, patter, uh, patterning his appearance and costume. On Cable and Shatterstar, two characters created by Rob Liefeld, DC Comics writer and executive Paul Levitz observed that 
Wade's deep knowledge of the hero's past served them well, and Ross's unique paint art style made a powerful statement about the reality of the world they built. Ross followed Kingdom Come with Uncle Sam, a non-superhero work for DC's Vertigo line. Experimental work that examined the dark side of American history, Ross drew the lenticular covers for Superman Forever, number one, and Batman No Man's Land, number one. What is lenticular? Nice. It's the it's those weird ones that you Hollow hold up and you, and you move them and there's oh, movement to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess they're not necessarily holographic, but that's the first one that comes to my mind. Yeah, it's, I never knew that's what, that they were called, that that was called that. I only knew that when they did... DC did a whole bunch of lenticular ones, and I kept hearing lenticular. I'm like, what is that? And when they started, I'm like, oh, this is the name for that. Well, remember Marvel did all those ones where it was like half a classic cover and half a model. But they did it. They they used used horrible stock, and they they did not work well. They were really bad. That was in the it's it's the running joke that they can never both be up at the same time. That was that period right there before Axel Alonso left when Marvel was kind of shit for mm. a minute and DC was the, it was a great concept and if it would have pulled it off correctly it would have been Could've awesome. Been cool. But there there were times where people would come up and going, "Well, what issue number is this?" and you'd have to be like, "Well, it says it's like Fantastic 4-1, but it's really Ms. Marvel, I can't read this number. I don't know what number it is. Open the first page and read the... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Between 98 and 2003, writer Paul Dini and Ross produced annual tabloid-sized editions celebrating the 60th anniversaries of DC Comics. Superman, Peace on Earth, Batman, War on Crime, Shazam, Power of Hope, and Wonder Woman, Spirit of Truth. There is a Wonder Woman. As well as two specials featuring the Justice League, Secret Origins, and Liberty and Justice. So Kylie and Aaron have the Superman and Batman one. We have the others. We we do have the others. We just didn't know where they were. Apparently, these were right in front of my face, and I couldn't see them. He's got problems with his eye. I love that Peace on Earth one. that's That's one I've been tracking down for a while. Um, in the early 2000s, writer Jim Kruger, Ross plotted and designed characters for a trilogy of Earth Marvel X, limited baby. series, Earth X, Universe X, and Paradise X, which combined yeah, dozens of Marvel characters from various time periods. Oh, yeah. We what was that walk. again? I'm not reading. Repeat. It was... Just the last part. <clears throat> last sentence. Characters from various time periods. Oh, oh. wow. He's just wow. being a douchebag. He won't even say the last. So um, we've, we've got, if you come into our house, we've got the in the kitchen, we've got the big Marvel when Marvel had their big anniversary. And it's Blue, it's the letters red, Marvel and, and it's got the characters. Yeah. And we have that up above the sink. And then we've got the Earth X. You have a lot of Alex Ross in your. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. the Earth X were... is the vertical one. They're both vertical. And then no, the, the Earth X one I look at all the time. That one's the, fucking the Earth sweet. X one's gigantic because it's all they they did these connecting covers and mm-hmm. that's basically all. The yeah, so the Earth X was together. the. F- we shouldn't probably stop the speech, but Earth X oh, was fine. actually one of the. There's drama around the Earth X poster. It was the. We don't need to get into that. But. Oh, but it was the very first poster. It's freaking huge it's, it and it's signed by Kruger and Alex Ross and yeah. the posters yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got all the, the odds but the signatures. problem was it was so big the cost to frame that was they ah. couldn't use glass Really? It would just it would break. It would be too heavy and it would break. So they so had to like use a plexi. plexiglass. Yeah. So I mean, it looks <clears> just <throat> as well though. Like and then on the opposite, it's on the wall, it's like yeah. who gives a fuck. And then the opposite wall, we have the the vertical one and it's universe x and it's all the covers put together so yeah horizontal but the earth x one that's where we found bonnie our frame a little frame shop but it's not little it's 
Yeah, it is a little frame it shop. Is. Yeah, a little frame shop. And she's the one who framed the first one where she mm. was. It was actually affordable. Where Kylie was like, "Damn." I researched a lot I of places know. for framers, but, but no, we have a lot. Yeah, I liked of, her. She was. She was great. Yeah. But yeah, and then I have, not to get off on the subject again, but I've got the, he did these political ones. There, I've got the prints autographed by him, and it's mm. it's the the Obama one where he's ripping his shirt o- yeah. open like Superman. Um, it's Uncle Sam giving the bird. And then I've got the one, I was hoping it would be, a, <clears throat> um, he did one with George Bush that was, he looked like a vampire and he was sucking on the Statue of Liberty. Oh. Um, but then there's one that's, it's Bush and Cheney and they're just in a full on kiss and there's like rainbows and birds behind oh, them and everything. Great. So I have all those just autographed by him. I need I'd like to, to see I need that to get one. I've never framed. seen that. They're, 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 um, when M. Shyamalan's film Unbreakable was released to video in 2001, the DVD included an insert with Ross's original art as well as a commentary by Ross regarding superheroes in the movie's special features. I don't wow. think I've ever watched that. Son of a bitch. What one? So a, he did a commentary on Unbreakable. Yep. Really? Oh. Alex Ross did. Yeah. According if you, if you to listen to the, the podcast internet. we're doing. It's kind of a thing we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, guys. In 2001, Ross won acclaim for his work on special comic books benefiting the families of those killed in the September 11, 2001 attacks. Which really wasn't that big of a deal, anyways. But yeah. including his <laughs> oh, oh. oh, Aaron, it's an inside joke. What? Oh, um, okay, we could wow. say that. Including, yeah, we could we could say that. Look, my dad was a firefighter. I could say that. <laughs> he wasn't. Who are you, Pete Davidson? Uh, notice how I said was. <laughs> oh, I just got that one. Uh, I was like, damn. Um, including oh, his man. portraits of paramedics, police, and firefighters. Yeah. He has designed DC merchandise, including posters, dinner plates, statues. In 2001, Ross painted four covers to the December 8, 2001 TV Guide, which depicted Tom Welling, Kristen Crook, and Michael Rosenbaum of the TV series Smallville. Do you think Church's dad has those? Church? Frank the Stanza? TV Guides. Oh, yeah, he definitely. Frank oh, Stanza, yeah. definitely. He's got them all. He's got the whole collection. Not, not the whole collection. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> oh, he's missing his uh. Fuck! What the hell is that guy's name? Al Roker? <laughs> no, Al Roker's what? the one who took it. Oh no, Elaine. He, no, it. he was on the cover. That's right. Yeah, he was on the That's cover. Right. Elaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ross designed a series of costumes for the 2002 film Spider-Man, though they were not used in the film. In the film's video game tie-in, as an Easter egg, it is possible to unlock a playable version of Ross's Spider-Man design. When using this, the Green Goblin will feature one of Ross's unused character outfits as well. Ross's design was featured as an unlockable costume and available in a white version in the PlayStation game Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro as well. Oh, shit. So, pretty cool. Um, I feel like I have a vague memory of that. But I can't. I was I was gonna Google it to have a pic. We should post that. We should find it and post that on the on the Facebook page for his Spider Man design. Make a note. I'll post a lot of cool Alex Ross uh, shit throughout oh, the yeah. week. In early 2002, Ross designed the promotional poster for the 2002 Academy Awards, which depicted Oscar perched atop the first National Building. Uh, the Academy actually loaned Ross an actual Oscar statuette for a week for him to use as a reference for the painting. Ross stated that he photographed members of his family as if they were receiving it. That same year, he was one of four artists who de- 
uh, depicted Spider-Man on one of the covers of the April 27, 2002 issue of TV Guide as a promotional tie-in to the feature film Spider-Man. Ooh. Ross illustrated the cover art on the Anthrax albums We've Come For You, We've Come For You Come All, and Music Of Mass, you. Destruction, Worship Music, and For All Kings. Wow, okay. So four Anthrax albums that he did the covers for. Be a lot That's cooler a if it was Slayer. 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 You guys are Alex Ross Slayer album <laughs> cover, dude. It's pretty, pretty metal. Sorry, keep going. In 2003, uh, Pantheon Books published the Coffee Table book, Mythology, the DC Comics Art of Alex Is Ross. it also a coffee table? We have that on Aaron's lap right yeah. now. Does it also turn into a coffee table? Written and designed by pretty Chip sweet if it did. Kid, and featuring a foreword written by M. Night Shyamalan. In late 2005, a paperback version of the book was published to include new artwork by Ross, including sketches for his Justice miniseries. Also in 2004, Ross designed 15 paintings for the opening credits of the film Spider-Man 2, which I fucking love the opening of that movie almost just for that. Oh, yeah. For anyone that doesn't remember the opening credits to Spider-Man 2... While they're showing the cast members' names and stuff, they have these awesome Alex Ross paintings behind them. Oh, it's it's very they awesome. Do? I don't, yeah. I don't think it's I it's basically that. retelling what happened in the to, first movie. To be honest, for me, that was probably the first time I saw Alex Ross because I was okay. I would have been ten or eleven when Spider Man Two came. Yeah. I wasn't reading. That comics probably would have been the same for me. Yeah, that was probably the first time I saw that. And like at that time, I would have assumed like, this was some big movie. Famous artist. I wouldn't assume that this is a comic book mm-hmm. artist. You know, kind of crazy. Are you saying uh, he's not as famous as a? No, movie I'm just artist? saying I, I, I would have assumed this <laughs> was like kidding. someone that like wouldn't do comic books. I would assume this was like a you know like a guy doing like movie is, posters. Yeah, and shit. yeah. This is like this is basically Van Gogh. This is this is. Uh, the paintings presented key elements in the first film. Ross later donated the paintings to be auctioned off on eBay. To benefit the United Cancer Front. Pretty sweet. Oh, that's cool. In 2005, Ross designed the DVD illustration covers for the re-release of Gotcha Man by A.D. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Irene Irene probably knows Gotcha Man. G-Force, Battle of the Planets. He appeared in a featurette discussing his involvement of Gotcha Man in his career. Gotcha. In August of 2005, Ross worked again with writer Jim Kruger and penciler Doug uh, Braith, Braithwaite? Your kids are too young Braithwaite? for Gotcha Man. Of 12-issue bi-monthly limited series Justice. I'm going to be 30. For DC Comics. The series <laughs> focuses on the enemies of the Justice League of America handling, handing together to an effort to defeat them. Uh, the cover of the Savior of the Universe edition DVD of the 1980 film Flash Gordon, released on August 7, 2007, features a cover painted by Ross. He's an avid fan of the film, and he starred in a featurette on the DVD where he discusses the movie, which he names as his favorite movie of all time. Did you say Savior of the Universe? Savior of the Universe. Okay, Savior. Savior of the Universe. <laughs> of the universe. I heard Savior of the Universe. I'm like, He's just like an avid like, coupon cutter. Like, <laughs> savor, like the greatest saver of all time. <laughs> he scans those coupons, guys. He's got a little app for it. In 2008, Ross embarked on projects focused on Golden Age characters Project Superpowers with Jim Kruger for Dynamite Entertainment. That same year, Ross wrote and illustrated Avengers Invaders. It features Marvel mm-hmm. characters, but was published by Dynamite Entertainment. Really? Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. So stupid. What was stupid? <laughs> the Dynamite one? 
Settle down. Okay, sir. Pay the attention. Story pits Don't ask are... questions if you're not paying attention. <laughs> the story pits World War II versions of Captain America, Namor, and other classic characters against the modern Avengers groups. Late 2008 saw the release of two Ross prints that were made into t-shirts. One, Bush Sucking Democra- Democracy Dry, featuring George W. Bush as a vampire, sucking the blood from Lady Liberty, and the other, Time for a Change, featuring Barack Obama as a superhero. The latter was made into a t-shirt which, with which Obama was seen posing at a public event. Ross painted the... Oh, so Obama wore the shirt? I guess. Oh, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross painted the collector's edition cover of the and console game Mortal Kombat vs. the DC Universe. Remember that mm-hmm. game? Uh, the artwork was released on October 9, 2008 and was a video chronicling Ross's process of painting it. Uh, Ross featured his own segment on the Blu-ray slash DVD included in the package. Hmm. Must have been like some special edition of that game. Yes. That game was pretty fun. Like I'm not a it, fighting game guy. Oh, I love. I I, love I was surprised how much game? I enjoyed Injustice. Oh, Injustice is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dynamite Entertainment announced that Ross would illustrate covers for the Fighting American series. Oh, he did. He's done so many Dynamite covers. There was that was all. There was a time where it was just. If it was a Dynamite book, Alex Ross was doing that cover. (laughs) Other Ross projects for Dynamite include acting as the creative director on the Phantom comic book series, teaming with Kurt Busiek on Kirby Genesis, an eight-issue miniseries which debuted in 2011. I remember that. The series was their first full collaboration since Marvel's 17 years previous, and features a large group of Jack Kirby-created-owned characters, the rights to which were acquired by Dynamite, such as Silver Star... Captain Victory, Galaxy Green, Tiger 21, and the Ninth Men. Ross handled the series co-plotting designs and covers apart from overseeing the book overall with Busick, who was the writer. Since 2011, Ross has been painting covers for several Dynamite titles such as Green Hornet, Silver Star, Captain Victory, <laughs> uh, The Bionic Man, Lord of the Jungle, The Spider, among many others. In 2012, Ross drew promotional artwork of... Oh, God. There's no way I'm going to be able to say this word. Rotten Hong... Uh, not even going to try. The main character of the video <laughs> game Assassin's Creed 3. <gasps> used on the cover of the April 2012 issue of Game Informer. Remember Game Informer? Is that still a thing? I used to have a subscription. I, I used to I get it. I, was yeah. like junior high. I think I'd get it for free because I was a GameStop. It was part oh, okay. of the GameStop membership. You're not even going to try it My dad all. bought me a subscription to it for <laughs> Christmas <laughs> one year when I was like 12 or 13, and it's then fun. I just always kept it. I'll get you. Like I have the first issue of Nintendo Power stuff. Oh, fuck. Because <clears throat> it had like a Super Mario Yeah, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that fucking word. There, there's can no, no can I at least see it? She Hentai. says it has a R-A-T-O-N-H-N-H-A-K-E-T-O-N. I don't even know if he was a word. I mean, a letter. It is <laughs> no. Come on, we just want to see it, guys. Where is it? Uh, Raton Hakiton. You played the games. What is it? <laughs> they would have said it. It's up at the top. Rata Raton Hakiton. Ooh, that's as close. Raton Hakiton. I was. That is close. If you were a step, yeah. Raton Hakiton. Let's go with that. Ratana Hakatan. Ratana I imagine you need to hit those R's like a. My ass. That was just that. I'm too white for that. 
What? Let's see. Ass he or? also did uh, Back of the Line. <laughs> he also did artwork for collectible steelbook case provided with uh, certain editions of the game. Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, Re- Ross returned to interior painted art with Masks, a story in which the shadow oh, spider, the green hornet, Zoro, and others join really forces pretty. to combat a mutual threat. 2013, Ross created an exclusive GameStop pre-order poster for the video game Watch Dogs. You know, I have to admit. Which was scheduled for debut November 19th. Drink. Everybody drink, sorry. Yep. What I was, you got to drink too, (sighs) just drink the rest. Wow, you guys Wouldn't it drinking. be fun at that point to be able to do whatever you want? Because right now, when you're talking this oh, point he's in of the his career, right yeah, like he can do what makes him. And what he's he making likes. the most money doing it too. That's the thing. It's like he's making the most money possible doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. Like that's the dream. Yeah. But you're telling me whatever he did, maybe GameStop was, but some of this couldn't have been like. But kind of with all the video game stuff, I'm like, I wonder if there's like a Joe Mad thing where. Joe Mad did comics because that's where the money was, but he wanted to do. Oh, Joe Mad man! He wanted to be serious? in video games, mm-hmm. and then like finally when he got into like video game designs, he's like, he was, you know, fuck comics. Yeah, I'm going over into doing he that. Was video games such a, such a big industry now, though. Like, but I'm sure no, there's plenty I mean, of money he in was doing like, promotional art for video games. He at this left point. his comics so high and dry. Uh, uh, what a dick. Moving on. Sorry. Uh, okay. That's a very merry thing to say. The game uh, was set in Ross's home city of Chicago, which Ross emphasized in the image by placing the Willis Tower and the elevated train tracks in the background. Which job by Willis? With Marvel's all new, all different Marvel relaunch, Ross did a variety of covers for the main comics and the relaunch, such as the cover for The Amazing Spider Man and Squadron Supreme. In 2015, following the conclusion. What? Squadron Supreme. <laughs> no. What? Strange? Where? What? Rufus. Squadron Strange. Oh, okay. I, I gotcha. That's what I was going for. In 2015, following <laughs> the conclusion of that year's Secret War storyline, the Hickman Secret Wars, one of the greatest mm. complex of all time, um, Ross designed the high tech. Calm, calm down. It was good. It was no. good. It, they, they dropped time. the ball at the end because it was late. What? Well, yeah, but that doesn't affect the story now. Yeah, it does. In a vacuum, no. Like, if you read Secret Wars now, it's fucking fantastic. If you just read the the trade, oh, I've not read it. I haven't. I haven't read it since Horrible. single issues because okay. it dropped the ball on me. And he 20- got angry. It, listen, if one of you guys want to pick a Secret Wars, in twenty fifteen, final inclusion of Secret no. Wars, Ross designed the high tech variation of Spider Man's costume that the character wore during Dan Slott's run on the Amazing Spider. Oh yeah, and he did a lot of those covers. Uh, shit, especially towards most the end of the of, covers. Yeah. Of what one? Dan Slott's run. Especially towards the end. Dance. He did all the He was doing all that Red Wars. Goblin stuff. I don't know. I yeah, just kept hearing it. He did a lot Dan of the run on those <laughs> I think just because Spider-Man's... Obviously, it's good. It's like Spider-Man. the top-selling Marvel Spider-Man. book almost every month. So like if you're Alex Ross, like, that's the book If you look at that art book I was showing you where yeah. it was like one of his early drawings as a kid was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Who doesn't want to draw Spider-Man? Yeah. Well, who doesn't want to draw a lot of things? I can't necessarily... Well, especially for Alex Ross, right? He's a guy that's known for like such realistic faces and stuff. But probably sometimes he's like... Fuck, Spider-Man's easy, man. I don't got to worry about expressions yeah. and wrinkles in his face. You got to worry like about that. wrinkles in the suit. Yeah, but I don't but know. But he probably added a that really uh, nice, though. 
I would agree. So that's the history for Alex Ross. There's Yay. there's more, but that's as far as Wikipedia there's goes. There's so much more. So I actually did not ever draw really well, but there was one. Whatever. We have your little sketchbooks. You did very good stuff. When I was actually <gasps> doing... I can't draw worth a shit. But what I was able to do was I figured out how to... She did some anime-looking stuff I think you might like. But oh. it was, I was not really. No, it yeah. was not no. like it. Pentai? But yes, nah. that definitely. That's private. But um, what I was able to do is when you look at, <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at things, I really like the crow. I like James O'Barr's artwork. So what I would do is you couldn't make copies of it back in the day. That was copyright. You couldn't take it and blow it up at a copy machine. So what I learned is how to mathematically blow up the image and draw it bigger. Mm-hmm. So I would learn that's the images you shot. Is I would actually take the time to figure out how to draw it. So it, that was cool, but that was about it on my my artistic uh, abilities. I sucked mm-hmm. everywhere else, but I could actually see an image and make it bigger. Like I could draw what I saw. When we were kids, we would take um, the, our Star Wars trading cards. Yeah. And like on a Saturday, we'd just go to our buddy's house and sit around the kitchen table, and we'd all pick a card, like. Say I got R two D two, and you know, and we'd sit there with a piece of paper, and we'd try to draw the R two D two. Copy it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I don't know if that's artistic really, but I could copy like a picture and mm-hmm. make it just slightly she could copy bigger. like a son, son of, a, of bitch. a bitch. That was copy me. Paste. Did you do yeah. squares? No, I just <laughs> no. I I was thinking I could about do paint that. by numbers. Oh my god, you are so good. <gasps> Those are pretty sweet. <laughs> Validation. <laughs> Validation. I think there's a few artists that whose work is as instantly recognizable the second you see it as Alex Ross's is. Because I mean, yeah. the, the, there, there's no, you're never going to look at a piece of Alex Ross and be like, is that? What is it about? Yeah, you know, like, is that Tim the, Jones? The, I had a guy. <laughs> Tim Jones. <laughs> I remember one of the most <laughs> That's gonna be our thing, right? Every time we see something we need to change that. I want you to know that it's also secretly a Monty Python reference. Is it? Well, the Tim is. I Tim. Guess. It's yeah. the Tim. Uh, okay, but the no, Tim it's a randomness about is the Tim Jones. Tim. So moving I'm on. Saying um, in my they brain, that's call why I me said Tim. Tim? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love money. One of my, one of the most frustrating days working in a comic shop was a gentleman who ca- who came in. He hadn't really read comics, but he he loved he loved art. So he show me Fine books. Art. He show me books with great art. I'm like, all right, all right, we, go. we got this. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, here is the complete Rob life. So no, I'm like, I'm like pulling <laughs> off like at the shelf. I'm pulling <laughs> off like artists I like. So you, it, so first he he's coming to a comic shop, and I'm like, you know, let's let's give him some J. Scott Campbell or some McFarlane. Nope, that's too comic booky. Okay, let's go to. Um, Sam Keith, like a little more yeah. abstract, but comic. Nope, nope, that's no? not. And I was going through like all my go-to artists, and then it finally it was like nothing. Nothing I was giving this guy was pleasing him at all. And I'm finally I'm like, okay, Alex Ross, he's gotta like yeah, Alex right? Ross. And like at that point, that was like my last. So your hail grasp, Mary, like here of, yeah. you go, Alex Ross. He's like. 
yeah, no, this this isn't what I'm looking for. I'm like, I, you know what, dude? You I can't be helped. I don't know what you want at this point. I've, I've what gone was it? through. Did he... No, he left with nothing. Oh, and I'm like, I don't know what you want. I thought the story was going like, and Alex Ross no, was the one no, where he was. No. Like, that was that was the one where I'm like, I'm like, it's too it's too on the nose. I I thought I wanted to give him more options that's yeah. the, and, and so it, I, but the way he was going where i'm like okay it's like at that point you went know. through like this whole list and you're like i don't know what you even want like, yeah and i'm I like well here's alex ross and he's like, like no I'm i don't like, have salvador dolly in the background man i'm sorry there's some weird shit in our comic book store but we don't have that <laughs> i think uh artistically okay so i find hum- humans fascinating or the idea of society i've been finding them as douchebags lately yeah lately yeah i like alex ross but there's something in us innately as human beings when something's too popular we get like uncomfortable because alex ross was underground in a way right in the comic book scene where his artwork is so new it's almost underground it's so pretty like oh oh back in the day it was yeah, yeah it came you out have of no idea where where just like, anything post kingdom come at that point he's we didn't we have no idea point, and then right? kingdom but even kingdom come was uh you've never seen anything like it right exactly so now yeah. though i can see the human nature part of me come in where liking him does that make you a douche or does it not liking him make you a douche? Because he's so popular now. He's so forthright. There's that human horrible nature part of us where it's like, you know, those people who don't like popular things because the fact they are popular. Oh, yeah. I do think people truly <coughs> believe brothers. <coughs> But I, I do believe people Whoa. think that of Alex Ross in the way where you don't know. You no longer appreciate what it is because it's become a public realm thing. Once he became, uh, once he started doing Obama and all that stuff, I do really think he met that realm where people. There's a. Click. I can only imagine how much he charges for something like when well, when, his, when when a advertising when a company comes to him for a, a piece of promotional art for something. Well, when I remember God, when we went good. to. Uh, uh, a few years back when I got to go to C2E2, um, he had a booth, but it was, and it was like guys in like suits. They were there selling his stuff. He was not there at all. Oh yeah. It was like his representatives, like here's all no, of his stuff. That's like boring. you could buy prints with signatures. Like I'm amazed at the stuff we have that's autographed by him that are just prints right. because what it's going for now right that's not like original it's just a print with an autograph yeah. it's fucking stupid oh yeah like and the, like the ones that i was telling you about the little political ones i mean granted they're just yeah. like smaller ones i think i was getting those for like 50 bucks at the time wow. um, again it's 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 yeah, it's like he he can't. It, no, I, I don't want to make it sound like he's a douchebag and he can't be bothered to be there. But because right. I'm sure there's, I mean, Come there's on. so I, many different conventions going on. He also works on a lot. Still. Oh yeah, like he's also. Pre- I imagine like he does a lot of covers. I imagine he spends. He's probably just in several his studio days all the time, on, just, on each one of those. One have you seen how he he will dress somebody up and like. Take, take the pictures like he, here especially do for this for pose. justice he did a bunch yeah. of that stuff. and i yeah. think that's really cool i don't i don't know about what it is i think the artwork is fantabulous i don't know i probably still geek out i just you feel bad how quickly human beings are like really negative about stuff like this like you said like n- 
oh, it's Alex Ross. I still enjoy seeing his artwork, but there mm -hmm. is that part of me of where you wonder who... I, there are those people who just hate it because he's popular. Every right? week, every mm -hmm. week I check in a shipment, and without fail, there's at least one Alex Ross cover. At this point, I think it's Marvel stuff he's doing. Yeah. But come on, they, Alex they, Ross! Every every time I see his cover, it's just like this is it's Beautiful. it's awesome. It's great. It's always good. Yeah, it, there's been no decline in his work at all. There's I, I, mean, will, I really he's don't only feel 52. like there's it's any, like he's an old man. It, right? exactly. There's no denying the the talent that yeah. he has. I think it's just the popularity. I it think is. It is. People the popularity. get like I'll grab. I, I feel like uh, uh, speaking of the modeling, I read part of the Shazam thing that we have the power of Shazam or whatever. Yeah. Hope of Shazam. Say something it. of hope. How many power? Of hope? Shazam. Power of hope. What? Uh, in like the in like the first page or something like that. It has like. The person who wrote it and the person who drew it, and they had say like thank the you model. to things, mm -hmm. and he has like a whole list of people like thank you to this person, this person, this person, this person for like doing all the modeling. I was like, wow, I didn't know that he did that. Huh? I think that's very curious. I think David Mack does a lot of models. Yeah. Well, he does a lot of models, from my understanding as well. <laughs> In both terms. Terms, yes. In both terms. Sorry, yeah, David. But. Um, but uh, I you don't you forget about that aspect of artwork, right? Like that a human being and the way they pose. For some reason that still surprises me to this day. When you're going for realism. Right. You yeah. know. The, I I don't know why it does, but it still surprises me that someone pays someone to stand in a room so they could draw them, but it makes yeah. such sense, but and, yeah. Well, and it's nice for him to want to put that effort into making sure that if I'm going for realism, we're going to do things that look... They were not bent you know, all And that's how you get the, the like things like that. Back this. one guy, Tim this, Jones. Uh, yeah. Tim jo good old, good Tim, old Jones. Tim Jones. In this Marvel book, there's that there's a shot of Spider-Man, and he, he's kind of craning his neck up, and you see like the the neck, the costume yeah. kind of folding with the neck, and I'm like, yeah. that's... You don't... You, I don't know. No, you never like, get that. Yeah. I mean, uh, Todd McFarlane talked about forever. Yeah, and your classic comic when he artist, used to do Spider-Man, it would that, like, just be flat. It'd just be a yeah, it'd yeah, just be a straight line or a curved line. Spider-Man, like Todd McFarlane admits all the time that when he was drawing Spider-Man, it was more just about making it look as cool as possible. And he and he admits that, like, you know, I would put Spider-Man in, po in poses. Did you have to admit it? No, he did. Oh, though. damn it! But uh, he says I put Spider-Man in poses that are almost like physically impossible to do, where he'd be kind of crunched or have his legs kind of coming over this way, whatever. But it just looked awesome, and sweet for Alex Ross to to realize like with my style, Is I it? need this to look real, real, real. And I don't know. I, like I somebody's think body just doesn't do contort that. that way. Yeah. So unless I'm they were superhuman or not. So I know we didn't necessarily read read stuff. I did. Oh, Tyler he's going to talk about Kingdom. But Come. he's the yeah. last one at this moment. All over you. That's fine. Yeah. So what about we talk about some of our favorite pictures or prints? Because well, I didn't necessarily difficult. read anything. Hard. Oh, really? So off I can tell you my head? favorite cover straight off the top of my head. Okay. See, it's a right. uh, Amazing Spider-Man six hundred. It's a red cover with Spider-Man and Doc Tentacles and it's an like, all red cover and he's like kind of tangled up and fighting in him. I remember the first actually the first time I ever saw that image was in Night Flight. It was in a poster you guys yeah. had in Night Flight mm -hmm. and I remember just being kind of struck by it. It was like 
God, that's cool. Like, holy shit. It is, it is really cool. For me, um, uh, yeah. I see Alex Ross every day in my house. I love the... Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. That's, that's beautiful. So every day, me and Kylie see Alex Ross. We have the Marvel, which is horizontal. We have the Universe X, vertical. Earth X. But I also, he did, a, in uh, flipping through this, they, he did a bunch oh, of statues for yep. Earth X. We have all those statues, and mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you guys have seen them multiple times, and you've been over. And I forgot. And just so you guys know, it was Iron Man. He flaked. <sighs> if anybody out there is listening, Alex Ross, our Iron Man. Was Iron Man 2020? Yes. I, I'm I just took saying. him down. Yo, it was this, this statue right here. Come on, guys. I took him down off the shelf. Mm-hmm. I got my canned air to spray the <sighs> dust off, and all the paint just went <laughs> everywhere. Oh, it and was like, crazy. Fucking, and that's a badass statue. Look at that. It's badass. It is flake. Like it. So if anybody's like listening, Alex Ross, what was there yours? You go. Justice. It's in really? just, It's in justice. Not in justice. No, it's not, not in justice. It's in the book I believe justice. it's justice number one. It's not the cover for yeah. number one. No, I don't know. I don't. But think it's the it's the one that has though, like yeah. the heroes and it has the That's villains. Pretty I have yeah. I have t-shirts that are the heroes and the villains. I don't wear them anymore. They're too small. <laughs> but I have them. So, here, so here's what's interesting. You know, podcasting a very famous visual medium, so you guys can't see this, but we'll post it to the Facebook page. No, we won't. So here is you Alex Ross's design for the Spider-Man suit for the first Sam Raimi film. And they didn't use this, but it's interesting because I see a lot of Miles Morales in this. Kind of, I guess so. C- kind of the triangle up at the yeah. top, and so it's kind of like ideas that even though they weren't used here, they would kind of be recycled and re- not that Alex Ross, you know, had anything to do with Miles Morales, but you know, sort of reused later on. So my picks are number one. I just found out his mom actually did artwork <coughs> back in the day. Pardon yeah, me. and oh my god, stunning artwork! I love it. But my favorite pick, and I actually have it in my house as well, is hold on, wait for it, not wait for it, don't wait for it, maybe Timber. wait for it. Timber. Hold on, your horses, guys. Timber. Hold on, he's got to open his beer too. Timber. Look at that. That's so amazing. He, it is beautiful. He has a Superman way of- in a courtroom. What was it? Superman in a courtroom. Good job. He's and like, well, we must keep this mask mandate. Is there a part of uh? Is there? Yeah. Is there? Is there? Look at those eyelashes. Is, is there oh. a part of Batman though? This this may be my only critique of Alex Ross a little bit. Not even a critique of his style because it's it's just his style. Oh, it's this is. yeah, the but classic is, is there, Joker. Is there a part of Batman Harley Quinn that looks less intimidating his as a as a realistic man in spandex? His penis to some degree. His penis. Kylie, be serious. Oh. Kylie, is no. there? I, I like how I I like his. Oh, I mean, he just looks like a guy, which is exactly. true because he's and, just a guy. Yeah. I'm gonna say, is there a part of that that's like less intimidating than like the. Like, like, like a Jim Lee style Batman, right? I actually like it more because that's when you're reading it. That's your. I mean, in my my, you're like, look, he's just yeah, a fucking it's just, guy. It's just spandex and a cape. Yeah, I mean, what no, else it, would it, it be, looks though? awesome. I'm gonna say, I don't know if it like if it translates the same. I think oh. it conveys to me what what he is. He he's not a superhero. He's right. just a dude in a costume. And maybe Batman? that's kind of fun. It's just a Batman. fucking guy. Batman. <laughs> Batman. 
So for me, guys, right. it's the classic Spider-Man. Joker, Harley Quinn. Which when was I the saw... cover of Harley Quinn one yes. shot. Yep. So when I saw this poster this? come out. This is framed in our kitchen as well. That's yes, we have it framed saying. in my kitchen. Oh, I'm sorry. So that may be have... his most famous image ever. I actually. really? I think, I've seen, I think I've seen that one reprinted Way more, more than times. Anything. Are you... As far uh, as like t-shirts, posters, the whole world. That's probably the one right there. Joker everywhere. That face of Joker. I can't believe we didn't bring that one up. Actually, the the because uh, Joker in the tuxedo dancing before. with Harley Quinn. That's probably then, as iconic as it gets. But this is my favorite, and it's uh, in our house. It's framed. Uh, Harley Quinn was still like a new character at this point, too. Isn't that crazy? Because like this, yes. this was the first time. Well. <laughs> we, we <laughs> Quote unquote. Into, we can get into a conversation with the fucking first the appearance police. <laughs> But this was like one of the first appearances of Harley in the comic Comics universe right. because she was just in, a, in No Man's Land. That's her first. Appearance she was in the DC well, no. The first appearance is Batman animated. No, that's what I'm saying. In the, in the DC universes, it's in No Man's Land. It's the first no, this this up, was right? it. This was this was a one shot they did. It was okay, just but I mean, Harley like, Quinn. is in 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 current continuity as like throwing yeah, yeah, her yeah, into yeah. a story. Yeah. No yeah. Man's yes. Land is the first yeah, time yeah. she shows up. So when this came out, I was working at Night Flight. The poster came yeah, out. It's instantly iconic though. Yeah, she's still a newer. Character at that point, and, and she's I was like, bam. Yeah, I showed comics with her out. boobies. I did not. I yeah, did. you did. Okay, I did sell a few. You would put them under your boobs and say, "Would you like to buy it?" They've touched your boobs, and they would buy them the comic. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What? Wait, hold you on, let hold people on. touch your boobs? boobs? No, 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 no. So this is well. How... That's what I heard. You heard that, right? <clears throat> yeah. You're not going to see this at home, and I no. no I would go, you, <laughs> guys. Take so a drink. Calm down here. So <laughs> I would say, hey, look at this comic, and they'd be like, and they're on the cusp of buying a fifty-dollar book, right? And I would go, sorry, guys. Boobs. I would go. <clears throat> Boobus. <laughs> would this make it better? And they would buy it. And Once then they go home and sniff the top of the book and lick oh it. Oh my god! At home, I'm just shoving the boob up against. <laughs> The boob, the book, the under book. her boob. Yes, and I would go. Would does this make it better? And they would, and they would buy the book. I know it's bad, and now that I think back as a as a you know, there was those feminist moments where you think maybe this wasn't the most appropriate. But I did sell a lot of books Sex that way. Sells. Sex yeah, sells. I'm just saying. Sex sells. But no, that Harley, Boobies when that sells. came out, it was so beautiful. I don't think and it's anti-feminist at all for you to take it's advantage, very to take advantage of the, to of the system that's in place. <laughs> that's true. Because you guys know. I, I, I it's anti-feminist so, at all. Not that this matters. Back in the day, Night Flight sold porn, the porn comics. <laughs> yes. Adult, adult comics. It was porn. Yeah. yeah. It's porn. A lot of things. Yeah, At one point in time, there was just crap. And there was a gentleman that came in, and he was just Listen, buying... Listen, they practically sell no, it at Barnes & Noble now, so... No, 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 no. It was just... And I was so excited to ever sell $200 worth of comics that were porn comics because it emptied the shelf. I was so excited. I ben was, was like, shopping back then, huh? Oh, my God. I was so... I was like... Huh? I heard this was really good. I've never even known the porn. It's just naked no, people. You know I never the know porn. the porn. You know, well, you I mean, know it. <laughs> But again, it's it's this comic <laughs> industry. Sound be sound be nailed to you. <laughs> so, in the comic book world, there's also oh, those shit. moments where they're the creepy guys where you knew. Seems like an e- extra explicit. Well, I just there are those times where <laughs> there was a different type of gentleman. There are those who were just oblivious and nerdy, right? <laughs> but there were those guys who were clearly. 
a little bit more abrasive and you knew and i don't know if you guys Did i'm assuming like BDSM? as guys though do okay. you know when a female i don't know if you're oblivious i know when a female's around yes <laughs> yes i'm glad but do you know when I a female is maybe passed a line i don't know if you guys know when a this female passed a line so as a girl we know there's a creepy guy right in the back of our mind yeah. something happens we don't about Did... Alex Ross? <laughs> so sorry but let me finish the story and we'll go back to alice yeah we did but do you know that one guy where there's nothing in particular but he says the same joke someone else does but he says it in such a way that's like yeah i'm gonna follow you to your car later yeah that yes. one right <laughs> yep so at the comic book store i that's would Kylie. always no <laughs> but i would come against those guys <laughs> when i was 19 and 20 and 21 i realized <laughs> yes i worked yes. at the comic book store yes. for a really long time I'm glad they went in order though like when i was 19 20 and 28 <laughs> uh, <laughs> i learned very quickly there was those gentlemen that you could joke with and then there's the gentleman's that clearly... Um, <laughs> the gentleman. No. It was the individuals who would pull down certain comic books oh. and go, this reminds me of you. And they would pull open the book Booba. to show you and a naked like woman. Yeah. And, and they would purposely do this to see what you would do. And That's you would classless. just like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Hoping he'd be like... Why don't you wait until I get off work? And that's when yeah, actually probably. you got to give Mimi Cruz points. When that started to happen, no. she would make sure people mail. Someone was there for me at the end of the day. She didn't She's want like, me. That's funny because this reminds me of you. It's like Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that was the case, that would have been so much better. But usually it was, I would get calls. And one of the calls was, he would be talking to me, and then he would go, so you're the girl in the white shirt, and there is no one in the store, and there is no one anywhere. And he's and sitting across the way on a bench jacket. Oh, it was fucked up. <laughs> and so it was those moments where I always had someone walking me to my car. And so God bless Mimi for always having my back on that part. Back to uh, Alex Ross. How did we Kylie, get to that point, What's Aaron? your... Shut up. Uh, it's not always my Your call. artwork. Your... Pick yeah, artwork. what's your favorite artwork? Do you have a favorite artwork? Like a like a piece that stands out to you of Alex Ross. Like if you hear Alex Ross with like the first, uh, it's the Uncle Sam. Is it? That's yeah. the really? first thing you think of. It, well, because it's He's it's that classic off? poster of like I want oh, you, yeah, yeah, but it, but it's, it's him just the giving the bird. The bird. I, oh. I love it. I don't, I don't know why I like it. It's it's okay. Just, did you Tyler? say yours? Mary? It's the dichotomy. It was. It is. Oh, oh! shit. It is the dichotomy. It's the one with the heroes and the villains in <gasps> Justice. That one. That, that one. one. It was beautiful. I'm pretty sure it's number one. <laughs> she Justice. already showed it, and it wasn't number one. No? No, it was but like it is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, it is a pretty sweet So poem. tell hey. us, um, what about what Kingdom, Kingdom Come? What about Kingdom Come? Dude, no. Artwork. Uh, no, he Mine was... Spider-Man 6. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What um, was yours? You're the only... The Justice. Oh, my God. I just said... Shoot, <laughs> Kylie. <laughs> You're the only one that read anything. We want to hear about Apparently, Kingdom Come. I'm glad I read something now. He, I don't know he's an artist. Kingdom Come. Tyler? Well, I was going to do well, has... Let's talk okay. about that, he though. Does because, play because, because Kingdom Come, right? Oh, he's, he's just the artist. Not true. Not true, my friend. Um, 
Mark Wade and very big of him, I think, actually to to, to go Wade. public with this. Very um, big of him. Yeah, I'm ready. Ma- Mark Wade has uh, has said multiple times that Kingdom Come specifically was an Alex Ross idea, and Alex Ross came to Mark Wade with the idea for Beautiful. the book. Well, it's like Earth X so, with him and Jim Crew. Right, right, but. Again, Mark Wade's credit is the writer of the book, but Mark Wade has been very open about the fact that I wrote the dialogue for this book. Alex Ross came to me with the story and said, "Here's kind of the idea." And then, you know, obviously, they would collaborate on yeah. it. I think, but this was kind of his baby from the get-go. So, Kingdom Come and is almost more of a product of Alex Ross than than Mark Wade. Yeah. Is basically what I'm getting at. So kind of a he's an artist thing is fair but like with, with it's like ish. story by and screenplay by right like th- this was his baby so I have wait I'm not gonna make any no so when you guys found and I think this will happen with you in the future with Ice Cream love? Man and no you've never found love but um, <laughs> but Ice Cream Man when you saw it on the shelf for the first time this excitement I saw it on Images website. Images website. And she said, pick this up tomorrow when yes. it comes out. Nice. But okay. when you see the for us, I remember seeing Kingdom Come when I was Well plus 12. they were oversized books too. They no, weren't like Kingdom just your Come normal was, size. Well, oh, you yeah, they, they were the prestige. They were yeah, little thick. That's yeah, oh that's what you meant. So they weren't just your run of the like right from the get go, this wasn't your just everyday it comic was, book that came out. It, it was, was like uh exciting. It was nerdy. God, what? I want to say before that was probably Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns in in that format. And I do remember talking to... Yeah, but Killing Joke was just like its own little... Right, but I mean, but it was treated as... Yeah, but it was uh, that little... Not your everyday... I think at that time, I think even Al mentioned there's so many new and invented books coming out all at once. That innovation that hit about the time of Kingdom... It was like it was like a domino effect. Mm. I think the power came out, and all those covers when you put them together. Oh my just god! And I remember that they were sell out, and so Nightflight would try to put the covers together, but once a book was gone, you'd have a missing piece. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful, and it was. So different. I, I reread this yesterday. How was it? it well, it's already yesterday. Finished it today. I adore this book. It's still a masterpiece, and so. Yes. The book. Do you have the absolute? Yes, nice. and the book nice. follows m- mainly a man named Norman McKay, who is like a, a Catholic priest. Not Tim. Not Jones? Tim Jones. No. Um, but there, there was a a man in his church that died. But before he died, he was seeing a lot of. They thought he was going crazy because he was seeing a lot of visions and stuff. <sighs> Foreseeing the apocalypse and that, whatever. I've heard about that. But it's as about soon, vision. Yeah. As soon as he <laughs> dies, up, all of a sudden, now Norman has the visions too. Aww. And he's eventually greeted by the specter who sort of kind of beautiful takes him through the story as kind of a narrator, but also almost just a, like an observer. Kind of like really. Marvels. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're in, a, we're in a futuristic world. I don't know if they ever give you a year. But it's, you know, years ahead of, of the DC Universe that you know. All of the Justice League that you're familiar with have retired at this point. They're all they're not only retired, but they're just gone. Like, no one's seen or heard from them necessarily. Green Lantern lives in, like, a satellite, basically, where he kind of just protects the Earth from space from any extraterrestrial threats. 
Um, Superman, no one's heard from in 10 years. Batman, uh, identity became public. So he's kind of a hermit, but he has these sort of like bat robot the things robo that protect things. Gotham at this point. The Flash is the only one that's like still active, but he moves so quickly. No one has seen him in a long time because he makes sure that he's never seen. Um, and those old costume characters are now almost more parody at this point in like a restaurant chain where uh, the servers and stuff dress up like Superman and Batman or whatever. And they have like the Krypton burger or whatever, whatever the hell it was. Um, they become gags. Yeah. And so this new generation of superheroes that has sort of taken that mantle and taken the place of these previous characters have no morality. They don't have any sense of the right and wrong. It's almost more showboating for them. And it's really important to remember when this comic book came out, this was sort of a response to where superhero stories were had kind of went. Because during the 80s, you have... The 80s? Frank Miller's 80s. run first on Daredevil and then on Batman, you know, with Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Watchmen comes out, obviously. And Frank people start to kind of like this darker take darker, on, yeah. on superheroes. And then in the 90s... Kingdom Come um, comes out in 96. Image comes out in 92. And Image is this whole thing. is like, these are superheroes that kill. These are these are superheroes that are willing to do what it takes kind of thing. And this Kingdom Come is very much a response to that of, of Alex Ross and Mark Wade being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, your dad's Superman is still... Superman. Is still the right way to go. I think we need... It, it's It's a response to all of that, like... Darker is better. These ruthless superheroes are the way to go. And so it ends up with all of these former superheroes, including Superman, obviously, coming out of retirement to basically say, this isn't how we do things. That's not how it's done. It was beautiful. The whole book, I mean, artwork-wise, was beautiful. It is beautiful altogether. Everything right. about it is, is fantastic. Then, I don't think I appreciate it as much as, uh, as I do now, being mm -hmm. old. Right, coming out of oh, look at her. Kingdom Come is like a book you could like show <laughs> your mom, you know, like like it, it's it's a comic book no, that almost can't. transcends. What the fuck, nerddom. you don't show your like, mom that. Like come you could on. show this to somebody and have it boobas. be respected. Like, oh, come that's a piece of. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel like you're run of the mill. This is a Did comic you get it? book. Yeah, she just got it. It the the whole way through it feels like this is like a larger than comic medium type book and i don't think uh comparatively him and marvel and dc like i think he hits the the uh, feelings of both genre right mm -hmm. like i guess you could have like this war against dc and marvel and i think he straddled both very well yeah, because yeah, I meant that too as well. He did all-time great stories for both companies. Did you? Which is, were you making fun of me? Or no, right? no. Oh, I, I was, thought the straddle was, was a sexual. No, but okay. we can go there as well. Oh. <laughs> yes. uh, I think it's hard now with Marvel Let's and DC being space. such. Okay, uh, calm down. <laughs> no, don't calm up. I think no. I think it's it's that rivalry that gets in the way right like the whole Friend, it used to be friendly rivalry though now it's like 
it's a little bit like ugly girl at the prom. Na- like, yeah, now it's yeah, to the point where like, really catty, where, yeah. like they won't yeah. even have a cons- a consideration conversation of reprinting JLA Avengers, and it's like, come on, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. George George Perez is literally dying. <clears throat> Fuck you. Yeah. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, oh. it, it's childish at this point. And it's really interesting because, yeah, I get it that DC is different than Marvel, but it's it's really, it's not that much. It's not that different. There are characters that together and you have those moments. I I still like when um, it was Kick-Ass, when they mentioned Batman and Kick-Ass, it's a Marvel Universe Mm. talking about Batman and knowing the whole undercurrents of that they're not you know mm-hmm. dc and marvel against it's like oh my god they did it they said it that's really kind of sad when you're like oh and you have deadpool and he's like god you're really dark are you are you really part of the what is he the dc universe yeah i mean these are the things where you would wish these companies would come together at least a minimum of those kind of concepts i think alex ross disney has the money let's do this yeah holy shit disney has a shit does that's a horrible who owns Um, warner brothers um, it won't won't hinder either one of them if they did some sort of a crossover it won't hinder them. Right. It will only yeah, it help they, them. They used to Someone do it all the time. Yeah. And but, ju- no. but just the last as far 20 as sales, years or so, no, you'll get way more. JLA Avengers was the last one, and that that's got to be one, 20 yeah. years ago now. We're pretty close. And you can't get that shit reprinted for anything. No, and, and what people that's are paying awesome. for those originals are outrageous. No. It is outrageous. Sorry, um, but I didn't anyways, mean to keep talking. The 90s, so Kingdom Come came out in 96. The 90s were, looking specifically just through a Superman lens, the 90s were a very up and down decade 96? for Graduated Superman. high school? Because, like, they killed him in 92, then they brought him back, and you got all these other Superman <laughs> running around, then they split him off into two different electric red and blue, you know? Yeah. Superman in the 90s was, was very all over the place. Kingdom Come, I think, is kind of the book that brought respect back to Superman in a lot of comic readers' eyes, because I think... Hmm. Given the way comics were going, I think a lot of people had kind of fallen out of love with Superman, which is kind of why they killed him in the first place, right? It was kind of like, people take Sorry. Superman for granted, let's kill Superman. Sorry, I killed Superman. In, in Doomsday and the whole thing. But I think you, the way comics had started to get darker, people were like, yeah, Superman is so lame. He's so corny. He's so, you know, that kind of thing. And I think Mark Wade and Alex Ross really make a statement with Superman here to be sort of like, corny is okay. Cheesy is okay because it still works. Well, I think he looks, uh, when you compare, when he has Superman and Captain America, and I don't know how many people know of that, that artwork, right? Mm-hmm. Both are older. Both have seen Well, it's Superman from Kingdom Come and yeah. Captain yeah, America I know, from Earth it, X. But it's again, it's, it's that... Uh, how great is that Kingdom Come costume redesign? What is it, Superman ageism? As well too, the black and red what? S. Sorry, Fantastic. you have been it's drinking. Iconic. I have. Yeah, baby. <laughs> ageism as in like... You don't see your superheroes age at all. True. And they, I don't know if Kingdom Come really was it some was of the cool to, to show first older one versions to show of these characters. Older. Yeah. I mean, no, Dark Knight, I Dark Knight Returns, right? Dark Knight Returns, yeah. Would have been first. But um, I, what was the, I like the idea that Wonder the Woman doesn't age, though. Shows Superman. In Kingdom Come. 
Was this the first one that shows Superman aging? Yeah, because in Dark Knight Returns, Superman so. doesn't really age. Around he looks it? basically the same. I was wondering if um, because do they have the gray hair at all? I, I think maybe a little. But like for the most part, the the idea is like he's kind of so superhuman that he ages at a he's much aging slower very rate. Slow. Yeah. I just thought whereas that in was Kingdom curious. Come, he was I mean, he aging. still looks pretty good, but he's definitely older. Oh, but yeah. Wonder Woman is the one that looks the same, which I thought was kind of. I just cool. like the fact that if you look at these two old men together, right? They are old. Captain America looking pretty gritty. Superman mm-hmm. looking pretty get gritty. And I think uh, props to him for showing that. Because I don't think females are shown very well with Asian comics. Like, people are assholes about that. It's because we're not allowed it, to age. It's only, don't it's even only get me the, started. Well, the, the problem is, is there's no middle ground, right? It's either young, sexy thing or old lady, right? Yeah, there, there, there's no... Yeah. middle-aged woman Cougar. that looks good. That's, yeah, you, you know that's I mean? what we're trying to say. Don't make Shit. us get started on um, But anyways, it. Thank you. what Moving a great on. story arc for Wonder Woman and Kingdom Come 2. The idea that she's been banished from Themyscira because she was supposed to be the ambassador for the world. And they've basically said you, you failed at your be job because the world has gone to shit. Good job. Really, really great. No, Kingdom Come funny. Kingdom Come is one of those books that's like, it's as good as everyone tells you it is. It's fantastic. It is. Anyone, anyone that nitpicks it or has anything bad to say about it is really just being one of those that's trying to go away from the, from the crowd. I guess I had something to say, but I'm too drunk to remember what it was. (laughs) I love you, Kylie. So read Kingdom Come. I mean, you probably if if you read comic books, you've probably read Kingdom Come. If you haven't. Get the hell off your ass and make Kingdom Come. <laughs> you, you really is, do need to. It is to. so it's, good. It's, it's, I haven't read that with, for quite a while, and I think it's one I need to It's one of my favorite and, versions of Shazam ever. What they do with Shazam and Kingdom yeah. Come oh, is yeah. incredible. From what well, I remember, who was good? Well, I, you got a Well, Spectrum I'm and just not characters a re-reader. that you Spectrum? Spectrum. Fuck you, guys. Spectrum. That's not a drinking thing. It, it kind of is. Should we do Tim Jones. Tim Jones. Is that Mary, Tim Jones? Let's do some easy picks. What do you got? Alex oh. Ross, well done. What do you got? Show me what you got. Swifty. Hear me with your best shot. Swifty. Take your pants in. Let's get Shoot down to the, the floor. floor. What the fuck? Have you guys not seen <laughs> Rick and Morty? Morty? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick New Girl. Because that's the only thing. I'm sorry. It's a show. You have to write it down, fucker. Trying to, but I was going to pick that goddamn it. Oh, It's the only thing that I really watched. You don't like New Girl? I don't know. It's the only thing that I've watched that I want to recommend. I've only seen the episode that crossed over with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, so, okay, so you're basing an opinion on nothing then. Yeah, I don't like... Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, I don't like her. Oh, why not? I like her sister more. Who's yeah, that? Well, that's just factually inaccurate. No, um, whatever, whatever. Anyways, what about girl? new girl? Um, Tyler said he was gonna pick it, so he can talk too. I wanna, I wanna hear about well, new girl. Well, it's our co-pick. It's our co-pick. Whoa. We started. We, I mean, we watched New Girl when it was on, but we yes. never saw it in its entirety. So we okay. decided to kind of start yeah, over and actually start going through. I'm surprised together. you guys aren't watching How I Met Your Father. Why would I want to watch oh, that shit? I saw that first clip they did of like them walking into the old Lillian apartment. Marshall's apartment where they're like, we got this from this old married couple. And I was like, oh, God. I don't know. It just, um, it, 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 it was no good. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not nope. interested nope. in that. Nope, not going to do it. Don't. Not going to do it. No. Um, I'm not interested in it. Guys, Anyways, I do like girl. Hilary Duff. New Girl is a, Hilary Duff's is in it? 
Hilary Duff's the main. Yeah, yeah is the uh-huh. mother. Okay. I'm so like um, I'm indecisive. Keep going. New Girl is a comedy sitcom. It was on Fox. It was on Fox. Ran for and, seven seasons. Yep. Stars Zoe Deschanel. Yep. Pretty funny show about a group of roommates that live in a loft in L.A. Yep. It, it's pretty funny. It's it's one of my. You got your quirky characters. Jess is an awkward elementary school teacher. Uh, Winston is an awkward. <laughs> they're all awkward. <laughs> they're all awkward. Uh, I wouldn't say they're all awkward. I don't think Winston's awkward. Winston can be awkward sometimes. I, everyone um, can like be ex- awkward. Like ba- <laughs> ex-basketball player um, that's trying to find his way in the world. Uh, and then you got Schmidt, who's a douche. He's like, yeah, he's like the, like the over cocky <laughs> so douche. Funny. Yeah. He's like he's like an innocent douche. Like he doesn't realize what he's doing. I guess mm-hmm. so. It makes it funny. Okay. He he's that guy that like most people have come across at one point. It's like thinks he's the shit and he's not. Yeah, but he could also be but, like really like, nice. Like like <laughs> he's kind of lovable though. Like it, it's almost props to the actor for being able to be as charming as he is playing such an unlikable guy. Um, yeah, New Girl's pretty funny. It's one of my favorite, more kind of modern. What made you guys start sitcoms? rewatching this? Well, because I said we'd seen it before. I remember we watched it. And Just it, looking for I mean, a new show to watch we, together. We, we always have to have a show that's like our. Oh, sorry. We always have to have a show that's kind of like our when we don't know what to put on show. Like we always have one. Like we rewatched King of the Hill earlier this year, and then we just Community was the one that we just okay. we just finished. And uh, so it's like, well, we need a new, like, put-on show, whatever. So, like, oh, let's actually watch New Girl. Because I think we saw the first three or two four. or three seasons. Yeah, maybe a little bit more than that. And they did seven. So I, I know for sure we didn't see any of the back end of it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, let's actually right. go through. It's on Netflix. It's all here. Why not? Like, I, I remember... It's not Hulu? Netflix. Okay. It's yeah. on Netflix. It remember, might be on Hulu, but we're watching on Netflix. So. Like I remember I liked it. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it enough when it was on that it was like, this is worth okay. revisiting. So, pretty Fair funny enough. show. Aaron? I am <clears throat> choosing oh. a comic. Oh. <gasps> wow. I don't think that. Remember when this show bad. you guys used to be all about conflict? And I, and it, it is until Picks of the Week, so suck it. Oh. So this is it. I it's read. It's a manga. Yes. Is that the one that you asked me how to yes! read? Yes. <laughs> manga. So, uh, the author. It's the purple one. Two we'll be talking about Hiroki next week. Summer. Mm-hmm. Am I gotten close? What would you say? Hiroki. Yeah. Summer. Uh, summer. Yeah. Samura. S- ooh, that. Samura. Anyways, ooh. the title is called. This one is called Wave Listen to Me, and it's uh, the in the really good artist and writer who wrote Blade of the Immortal, one of my favorites, oh. and Kylie for Christmas bought me this. Which we're talking this. about next week. Oh my Shameless god, we plug. are! Yay! Shameless plug. Um, so, uh, this is the same uh, artist and writer, and it's about this uh, young woman who is Bones. drunk one night and complaining about a boyfriend who basically catfished her and stole shitload of money from her where he was acting all like oh my god my life is horrible and i need just this money i don't know but he needs this money about like 
And she gives them the money. Question. It's like her life savings, basically. It's because people think catfish will taste good. And they turns don't. out, no, it wasn't. It, like it wasn't time. used for that so. at all. And uh, she happens to be talking to this gentleman at the bar, and he's been recording it because he's basically head of a radio station, and he likes the sound of her voice, and he thinks that her. She could actually be uh, the next big uh, individual on the radio station. So he's, like, basically fucking with her to try to push her into the direction he wants and what she can do. So he's putting the recording on the radio. She hears it, and she, of course, jumps the gun and says, How dare you? She goes to the radio station. But he goes, Well, fine. Go Go online. Go, I mean, live. And she does, and she doesn't, like me, she doesn't stutter, and she's perfect on. And so he kind of pulls her to the <laughs> Did radio. Did you say, unlike me? Yeah, because I stutter and fuck things up. <laughs> Anyways, the artwork is stunning. Anything with him is beautiful. It does remind me of Blade the Immortal, but it's not necessarily... That kind of he he purpose. I read the thing in the oh, back. Oh, it's a comedy slice of life. Yeah, but he did it purposely. <laughs> what? You're, well, it's you're not like this? it's not oh, comedy no. really. But he the re, he actually stated that he didn't want to do the blood and gore like porn, where Blade the Mortal. When you guys see it, it's beautiful. It's- it's pretty but it's, gory. It's gory. And it, I, I read the back of the book and I thought it was very interesting at this stage in his career where he was like, I'm kind of, I just want to have a story, which is not bad. Everybody has their different points in their career. Is it like that big? Is it like those Yeah, it's big? like that. Okay, okay. And I read it's, it backwards. It's, a little, it's one of a little more Maybe over, a little oversized. bigger. Yeah. Okay. And so me gets... You guys need to know me and Mary went out and got our nails done together at Trinity. Okay. No, it was not gay. I picked her up in the morning. I woke her up. I poked, poked, She took poked. me on a date. Yes, we went on a date together and we got our nails done. She's about to done. go by herself, too. It happened so like, fast. It was. I was like, Mary, please come get my... And then she bought me coffee and I bought her nails. But we sat there and we did our nails together and she got blue gel and I got pink. And we were like BFFs forever. I think you guys should do stuff like that more often, to be honest with you. It was so much fun. I was like, oh. But we started talking, and I said, Kylie bought me this book, Blade of the Immortal, when I bought it in my olden days, 1997, 8, whatever. They flipped the book. I didn't realize how expensive it was to actually take an anime, and it's not an anime. Manga. Thank um, you. And flip it to it's be, a process. To read normally yeah. for us. Yes. Yeah. They did the whole Believe the Immortal series that way. That's some commitment there. Mm. Oh, it, it and even oh, they did the, it to read from left to right. Yes, yeah. omnibuses are all. Well, and originally we were doing single issues up to yep. a point where they're like, you know what, we're just gonna. At this point, we're stopping single yep. issues and we're doing the books. But the, even then, the books are still right to left. And yeah, yeah. left to right. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I've been drinking. So I was talking to Mary, 
back from my nails and I mentioned Kylie bought me this new wave book. How do I read this? It, which is funny because you open up a manga and it will like the first page is like No, it this is This is how you need to read this book. And I won't you're, lie. Whoa, you're going the wrong <laughs> way. No, yeah. Mary. Oh, this one doesn't have it. No, oh, no, it did that's not have it. My Oran High School host club, they have that on every single no. volume. Yeah. If you open it up that one way, it's like you're Left reading the wrong right. way. It's like, wait a minute. This no, is how you read it. No, it wasn't like that. I mean, you can read it this way, but you can Really lost. We got coffee and, and she bought me coffee and I'm like, oh my god, are we dating? But we're not <laughs> dating. On the way home, I said, I don't did, know why did I'm. Did do some scissoring? No, we didn't around. do scissoring. Oh I I was bitching to her and I said, I don't know why I'm bitching because you're supposed to push your mind by trying something different, such as reading the different way. I should probably just be happy that my mind can do it. I did find she. One of those things after you get through maybe eight to ten pages of it, you'd probably just be like, "Oh yeah." It was took me longer. The the weird thing, not to get you off subject, but the weird thing is, once you get in that mindset, when you go to read left to right again, you have to relearn again. You're like, wait, wait, it'll fuck you up for a second. (laughs) So here's my problem: was I'm reading the book and I'm like, it's beautiful, gorgeous, and. It was fun, right? Like, here's this young woman who's trying to figure out her life, and she's going, like... But I realized I was fucking up, like, about... I don't know, a quarter way through, I was still reading the wrong way. And then I was like, I'm not going back. I'm just, like, counting that until I figured it out, right? And then I was like, I'm not going back. I just probably fucked up. (laughs) I don't know what I was doing. Because I was reading, like, even the bubbles, you have Mm -hmm. to, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, fuck it. Everything's yeah. paced to So be... once I got that done, I read the kitty book that Kylie got me. It's kitties that do like the massage pal- parlor, and it's just oh, it looks adorable. Oh my god, but it, it is. Sounds a little creepy. Yes, yeah. at the same time, it's these cats. That's it, and they it's adorable. Like it's very super cute. But remember when you were saying they had to do like panty shots? I didn't realize what that was, where they just had <laughs> I don't a like. Know what a panty shot is? Well, I meant, I didn't realize that was such an important factor. It, it is. It is. Sometimes. It is. So here is this really adorable book where cats are just a massage and it's their purring and their little paws. And the cat owner, the manager, is a cat. And that's all he does is he pause but there's moments in the book where you're reading as an adult woman 43 maybe yeah and all of a sudden you see this guy and he's going through let me massage you and the kitty's like okay and you're like wait a second so he's petting the cat and then there's this one scene and i still don't get it and i feel like maybe i'm less of a human being or maybe more of a human being they show the shot of this anime like he he definitely looks like he's the quintessential male anime guy right okay Mm -hmm. he's putting his face into the cat's crotch and doing this (laughs) right to massage she did the motor boating uh motor boating i'm sorry so his face basically it is in a cat crotch and at this point in time What are you reading? Mid- <laughs> but it Sexy went back. No, porn. but it went back to cute. Uh huh. That's the thing is, I was like, why is this in there? Because the whole thing was adorable. Like for the, Japanese people. But it was like so off the cuff. Where I was like, they're weird. Uh, they're very interesting. 
I didn't know what happens. Like, why? But it why was, is this here? You could have taken this book as like what people should do in the real world, where you need to relax in environments of high stress, right? Like it could have been. Don't fuck cats. But it was that moment where he's like, "I'll help you." I guess your... it's written by a man. I don't know. I'm sure, sure it is. is. Could have been. You should read Demon Slayer. It's written by a woman. I'm not the saying the cats. Fuck the game. But no one fucked anybody. I'm just saying it threw me. (laughs) But Bruno repaired Mason. Okay, Kylie, what's your pick then? Oh my god, I forgot. Okay, what's your pick, baby? I'm gonna throw a pitch to you guys. Okay. What? Can I interest you? Let me interest you in this show. It's a show about nothing. No. no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Uh, A show about a single father. Okay. The wife has died of cancer. He's raising a daughter. He's trying to date, get back into the dating world. He ends up meeting a girl, and she's ends up being a werewolf. Uh, now, excuse me, I'm sorry. Now let me that tell was you, Aaron, just so yeah. everyone knows. Okay. Jesus Christ. Now let I me tell she- you the cast. It's Josh Gad as the dad, as the dad, and Isla Fisher. As the werewolf girl. I don't know who they are. Now. I'm with you. Would you consider this a comedy show? It's a drama. I mean, when you would hear Josh Gad, you would assume so. And right? I have a Fisher. Yeah. yeah. I don't okay. know. Not, not, not as familiar with her as, as it, Josh Gad. It's not. Who is it? So this they is play a, it straight. This is a show on uh, Peacock. It's six episodes, 30-minute episodes, roughly. Um, I went into it thinking this was going to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's awesome. Um, I I don't know where to go. What's it called? It's called Wolf Like Me. Wolf oh. Like Me. Wolf Like Me. Um, Should have called it Hungry Like the Wolf. No. Um, no. There, uh, Queens of the Stone Age play a kind no. of a part in this. Really? Show. Um, That's awesome. There's a, a they have a a song called uh, "If I Had a Tail," where each episode they play during the credits they play a different piece of the song. So mm-hmm. every time you see the credits, normally you see credits for a show and it's the same little song. But yeah. it's each episode they take like a snippet of this song. Oh, and, and Isla play Fisher it. was Confessions of a Shopaholic. Okay. Uh, I think I don't know yeah, Wedding Crashers was. myself, but uh, whatever. So was it It, it was, wasn't a it comedy. Was good. No, but it wasn't. Good. There there's funny moments by all means, but they take it seriously. They both play it very well. The daughters are Oh, Josh amazing. Gad is Olaf. Yeah. yeah. Who's Olaf? Wait, what? Frozen. And who? Never mind. What was Go ahead. Um, I, I just check it out. It's really good. Um, it it it, ta- it it takes place in Australia. Really? Um, yeah, That's it, her it, husband. It, 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 it's good. It's good stuff. Um, I was very surprised with it. Uh, like I said, going into it thinking it was one thing and it was uh, the opposite of what I thought so it was going to be. But check it out. No, was there? But Tyler's was uh, the same pick as Mary. Yeah. Okay. 
So point out in the bucket. But I've also there liked has Book of been Boba a Fett, spider so. before, oh, so now. Really? Yeah. Who was the spider episode? Was I'm it not very, cut up though. So. Tyler. Okay. It's, Tyler, it's were you the I've, one I've, that, I've that got okay. the spider? Huh? I'm, no, Mary had the spider. I didn't have the spider. No, it I crawled think... up behind Green Lantern. I remember. No, you said there was a spider mm. in here. There oh, was. No. Oh, yeah, there oh, was. And that was Tyler. I don't remember. No, I think it may have been. Guys, there's a bucket for me, and sometimes there was What's a What's the bucket about? It's your turn, It's your night. Trying to find out who we're going to be talking about in a month from now. There is no <laughs> if, spider if we're in lucky. the bucket. I checked. There's no Wait, spider. did you guys oh get popcorn in there? This is yeah. getting pretty low. Well, God, we're only three it years says- in. <laughs> Oh my Only. god, when did the movie come out? Four, four years. Unite the Peck Leap. It. I'm sorry, god. guys, you guys are dicks. This is the fourth year. Chief Jones. No, come on. Grant Morse. Frank. I'm Miller. keep saying All right, grab two. Pick one. No. No, you got to drop one. Just drop, drop one. Just drop, drop one. one in. Oh, what the fuck? Here. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Take it away from her. Who we got? Bernie Wrightson. Ed. Ed Brubaker. Uh, Brubaker. Motherfucker, oh, yeah. yeah. Who's that? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to call you Aaron, but no. Ed Someone Brubaker never disappoints is, the way you um, is amazing. <laughs> Ed Brubaker has an, what do you write? <sighs> a lot of things. So what I read? Nothing. What do you draw? Nothing. Oh my God, he guys. Writes. You guys take this because I, I like What him. I read. You'll find out in a month. I don't think you've no. ever read anything. What I read. Keep going. What, what I, I What did I burn? What happened? What, happened? what did I do? Who did Irene, I kill? Irene, please help Mary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I Next think... month, we're talking about Edward Baker. <laughs> so no, we're not. Next... We're doing Blade and Mortal. Next week, yeah. Next yeah. week, we're doing Blade and Mortal. Next month-ish. Calm your tits. Blade and Mortal next week. It's going to be fun. Uh, I, I haven't read so. a manga in a long time, so this is gonna that be. That is gonna so be. So what the are we reading? You guys like the, the big Amazon one? Thing. No, I, I watched. I watched the first too. couple. Blade, of I don't. Okay, so this is my question. Blade Immortal so number one is gonna go fast. <laughs> like the six issues of Blade Immortal. It's like, pretty quick. Yeah. yeah okay. So my well. question is, do you guys read two issues? No, we're doing one. We'll do one. We'll do volume one, and then. Heads up! It's gonna be real fucking short. So I think we should read. Have you seen us? Have you seen the way we can just talk about one page of something? Oh yeah, no, it's it's very visual. I mean, all right, you guys have to extend it because this. We had Philip Stevie here talking about six issues for two hours. That was pretty sweet. That was pretty fucking sweet. Um, I love you guys. He was very pummed out that you weren't here. He was. He was. He was pretty pissed. Was I home watching RuPaul? You were just because that would have been one of my picks too. I love RuPaul. Next or anyways, yeah. Until next time, you guys. I'm Tyler. I'm Mary. Aaron. I am Kylie. Fuck Tom Skate and fuck Charles. We'll see you next week.